Mike. Good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, April 26, 2023. And this is episode 384 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And today's another coffee with Brian. We're going to hit the perfect cup question of the day, then we'll roll through the history segment prepared by Orion Pippin over at um productioncups.com. I got a little bit of uh, excitement from them yesterday. And then we'll roll into the day yesterday and what we got coming up. Had a good fun day yesterday. Really, really. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a really good day. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, found lots of cool stuff. Had lots of good time with uh, really good people. And I'll share in a little while. Uh, good morning, Philippine Nomad. How we doing? Josh, the Renegade Butcher. I saw Kyle, um, Backdoor Butcher, and uh, Pippinized here around already. How is everyone this morning? What are we drinking? Last day of the last day of the experimental Papua New Guinea Guatemalan mix. I think, I think it was Papua New Guinea and Guatemalan. Um, Josh says he still wants to call uh, Pip stuff the 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 duck plugs. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna spill the beans a little bit, but I think there might be some on the way to me right now, so I can uh, plug them. <laughs> so I can plug them. Uh, I, I send him enough picture. I sent him enough pictures to uh, to spur him to send me some business cards. When I was like, "Hey, you know, I could probably drop a business card under the windshield wiper of all these jeeps I've been seeing." Don't hate money. Send me some cards. And hey, guess what? Guess what? I got some cards coming. I think he's. I think he said he sent some uh, some butt plugs too. I think he sent some butt plugs for the ducks and the board. I don't know. I'll sell that shit right uh, right on the spot. Let me know how much they run. And uh, and anybody that asks, I will sell that shit on the spot, man. I'll just be your mobile roving salesman that you send one one board to. <laughs> I just have one. Sorry, I'm sold out. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, so exciting, so exciting. I do. I see the ducks in the in the in the windshield of the Jeeps and I say, "Man, that is a safety hazard." I really think Pip should play the safety hazard uh angle on uh on the duction cup board that uh if the rubber ducks could since you go off-road and the roads are really rough, um they could they could fly everywhere. They could hit you in the eye. They could get under the brake pedal. They could um, your dog could choke on one if it finds it in the back seat. Like there is serious safety concerns that this board could uh, potentially rectify. So I don't know. Maybe you should maybe you should start talking to Jeep and uh, and see if you can sell that design to them to uh, to make their vehicles safer for their their vehicle community. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, how is everyone this morning? It's Wednesday. It's hump day. I uh, hope your uh, week has been going great. It's been really weird. Um, it's been really weird being gone all day. 
um, went the last two days we've gone over Tim's property, spent the majority, well, yeah, pretty much the whole day over there. Uh, I have no signal. So it's been really odd trying to catch up with, I get a lot of comment messages, interaction on posts. And I mean, that's the idea. I'm not complaining by any means, but when you get them all, when you get service and then sit down and try to do them all at once, whew, it gets rough. It gets rough. So um, it was interesting. It was interesting. I much prefer the slow and steady other than the, I think I got 170 messages when my phone hit service in a row. I think it's what it ended up. That was Telegram. And then I had to scroll through like um, YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. But Telegram, Telegram popped me with 170 messages and my phone buzzed for like 20 seconds on my lap. And I was like, holy shit, time to go home, time to go home and start to work. But anyway, we had a big, we had a big response on the, the perfect cup question of the day um, for today. I guess it would have been yesterday, but for today. So I'm excited to get to that and uh, make sure I hit all these comments. I, I grabbed the first comment from everyone. And I think uh, as I read through them, the first comment really tied into their second comment. So I think it'd be natural progression. Uh, but I just want to make sure I hit everybody. And if you don't hear your answer and it was like a second follow up, I might have missed it because, like I said, I was scrolling through messages, picking away. Usually I'm picking them out and uh, transferring them as they come in. So morning, Rachel. How are you doing this morning? And uh, Backwoods always hates it when he gets it in his eye. <sighs> Wear safety glasses, man. Wear safety glasses. Didn't your dad teach you anything? Um, I'm sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry, Kyle. I couldn't help it. All right. Let's get to that perfect cup question of the day. All right, everyone. It's time for the 63rd edition of the perfect cup, a daily question in my thoughts. Join the discussion in my telegram group. That's t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat and hang out with a bunch of cool people, discuss some really interesting topics. The question of the day usually is one of them. And then we go down all sorts of rabbit holes. It's about life. It's about things. And we discuss what everybody, anybody is talking about or just bust balls and uh, and have a good time. So be sure to join us at t.me slash lots chat. If you don't use Telegram, but you still want to participate, look for the question posted on my socials the day before. Drop in the comments what you're thinking, and I will be sure to find it. Today's perfect cup question of the day is how should we measure our lives? In years, in moments, in accomplishments, something else. How should we measure our lives? My initial thought on this was, I don't even know how old I am on a regular basis. Like, I have to figure it out because I don't give a shit enough to, uh, to remember it. It's just something else I have to remember. I already have to remember what year I was born. So what difference does it make if I remember exactly what year I am right now? So let's throw out years. Don't care. Don't care. It's all a matter of how you feel, how active you stay. I've seen people that were 40 that looked 80 and people that were 70 that looked 40. So yeah, throw that out. In moments, that's a good one. That's a good one. We'll talk about in a bit. Accomplishments, obviously benchmarks and something else. I don't know. Maybe you'll think of something else as we go through these answers. Chris Dixon, always with... Um, Always with a little different take, always with something that makes you think. 
Uh, but he was first. He happened to be commenting when I posted it and uh, threw one up right away. So this isn't something I always thought Chris read the question and sat around all contemplative in his uh, shop, maybe pounded on some uh, some steel, making some beautiful blacksmithing piece of work and uh, then comes up with these these uh, amazing answers. No shit. I, I posted the question and he just fired right back. So this is on the fly. That just makes it all all that more impressive every day. So I appreciate you, Chris. Uh, Chris Dixon says we don't we don't measure our time. What we what would we be measuring against? Live it the best way you know how. Other people will measure our lives for us when we're dead. Yes. What are we measuring our lives for? What difference does it make? If you, if you are internally doing everything you can to make your life the best possible way, you know how on a daily basis, what's the measuring for? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see some of these other answers and see if it, uh, see if it opens up that door. Golden Cricket says in lives touched or impacted for the better. Yeah. Yeah. When is that measured? Do you, is that, is that uh, akin to Chris's answer where we see that after the fact, because I know um, golden crickets referenced uh, attending a funeral that was like overflowing outside the funeral home um, to see how many lives you've touched. Is that something that we regularly uh, account for? Or is that something that after we're gone, people realize we're gone? Or should we be accounting for the lives we've touched? Or do we even know how many lives we've touched until we're gone? And then we don't know. Kyle, uh, Backwoods Butcher says, I think the problem is that the majority of people measure by years. The problem with that is we all know older people that haven't accomplished much and young people are shooting for the stars. And Kyle's good for, uh, for dropping like seven answers, like 15 minutes apart. So I didn't go down and uh, copy all his stuff together. Otherwise the segment would be Kyle answers the perfect cup question. Um, but that was the gist of it. Um, he went on to say that he believes it's a, a sliding scale for different people. Uh, it's, it's all about person, personal accomplishments. It's personal length lived uh, mentality. There's different scales for different people. So kind of leads to Chris's answer of we don't. Um, you can't really compare people and they just compare you when you're gone. Uh, Rose says, I think it's very, I think it varies over time. Currently, I measure time in school weeks, but see, it is, it is our last week of school. It's going to change soon. Um, counting time, counting time. Uh, I guess measure our lives. That's the best part of these questions. All up for interpretation. English, that bastard. Rose took that as in, how do we benchmark time? So if you were uh, stranded on a desert island, how would you measure your life? That's a very, very reasonable, uh, reasonable thing to, to take that statement as. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I think like um, sunrises and sunsets is a natural thing, but um, in her life right now, it's, uh, hey, we got to get this all accomplished by the end of the week. We were going to measure in school with school weeks. I get it. I get it for sure. Canadian Farm said favorite favorite answer of the of the day was uh, pounds of bacon eaten. I'm on board to uh, have a big old pile of accomplishment. How about that? He also followed up later with a uh, an actual answer that was right in line with everybody else. I don't 
nope, I didn't end up getting it copied over. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he circled back with another. But I love the pounds of bacon eaten. Dawn says, uh, will my kids know I love them? Will my friends know I love them? That's all that really matters to me. I'll try to leave my kids a good property to live on if they went, if they want it. But the love is the most important, which is great, which is great um, that the fact that all you have to do is give, um, give that love and it should be reciprocated. If it isn't, uh, I don't think that's something that you can concern yourself with. Um, as long as you're a good person, as long as you're putting it out there and you're doing what you feel is right. Um, I think, uh, I think you're doing all right and you can want for that. And if it doesn't happen, you can't let that define you. I don't think as long as you were the person you intended to be. Robin says, uh, did we do the best we knew how? There you go. There you go. It's good. Scrambling, always uh, in a different cosmos, says, I measure time in tune versus disharmonious time, which I understand, which I definitely understand as I read it. He says, or time in the now versus mindless time. You know when you're in the zone and trying to get there doesn't work either. Very, very true. There's a flow, I think, to life. And I think when you when you try to manipulate that uh it goes sideways i think you just have to ride the wave we talked we've talked at, at length on this show about waves energy waves and riding momentum things like that it's the same thing ride that wave you're going to have low spots you're going to have uh downtime your body your mind that does that for you it does it for you so Appreciate that answer. And the last one for Dave uh, Blueberry says, uh, I don't want to measure it. I want to live it. And at the end, hope I have a lot more good memories to remember than bad. Even bad time situations can turn into good memories over time. No point in wasting time trying to measure score keeping or anything else and causing stress thinking about not living to up to some standard. That time is better spent with family and friends. Yeah, I I really um I really felt better about my day-to-day when I stopped giving a shit what people thought. I got to a point where I realized that I am okay. That I'm not I am I can be an asshole. I'm blunt. I I do this, but it is who I am, and if I'm true to myself and I'm the same way every day, there's going to be people that are okay with who I am, that are either the same or polar opposite or whatever. If I'm consistent, I will attract people that want to be around me. So I just need to be me and not worry about, Oh, I don't have the nice fancy car. It's the keeping up with the Joneses. If you can stop keeping up with the Joneses, you can be a lot happier. You really can. If you really understand what you want and not what you think you want because what the neighbor has, you're going to have a lot happier life. What is going on here with Kobo? Kobo, are you having a tough time this morning? I'm going to wrap up the perfect cup and I'm going to circle back to old Kobo here in the comments. But... um, 
yeah, that was uh, the perfect cup question of the day today. It was, uh, let me re rephrase it if I can pull up my notes. How should we measure our lives in years, in moments, in accomplishments, or something else? I think we had a great wide variety of answers. Why don't you ponder that question? And if you have any comments, head on over to the Telegram group, or I have, I have been putting the episodes up on uh, my website, on the blog, a, a blog post for every show. And if you're on Spotify, you can answer, uh, you can answer how was this episode in the questions on Spotify. So drop your answer or head on over to the blog and leave a comment on the blog post. I appreciate you watching. Be sure to check out the theperfectcup.shop where all, you can find all your premium air roasted coffee needs and uh, help support the Lots Project. Along with that, use Lots 5 discount code. Discount code L-O-T-S, numeral 5, gets you 5% off anywhere on the Food Forest Farms website. If you go to theperfectcup.shop, that will teleport you over to my coffee roaster and check out his stuff. Check out his stuff and grab something today. He's nice enough to give us a nice 5% fat discount across, across the board, not just on coffee. So I appreciate you listening to The Perfect Cup and now back to the main show. Oh, boy. Let me get back here for a second. I had one. I had one. Um, had one marked here. Oh, ja, uh, Kyle. Uh, Kyle was talking about uh, not getting stuff in his eye, and I, I busted on him a little bit and said his dad must have taught him that for safety reasons. For safety reasons, like out in the wood shop or cutting meat or playing with meat. Um, and 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 Kyle said that he just taught him a wrist technique, and not the, not. Uh, not to wear safety glasses. That must not have been stylish at that point. <clears throat> um, Rachel says, one of the people I clean for is 79. She plays pickleball, works full-time, and you'd never imagine she's that old. Yeah, yeah, I, I know many people. Uh, Renegade says, how many moments did you actually live in and not spend them measuring things you can't change? Yep. Uh, Kyle, was, <laughs> Kyle was apologizing. Um <laughs> and then kobo i don't know who kobo is anybody know who kobo is uh kobo drops in and uh, flies by as we're talking about measuring life and says well crypto is going away and will be linked to murders and fed now will lay off a bunch of people who shouldn't be working I am very confused by that. Very, very, very confused. Kobo, if you're still in the comments, would you please rebut and uh, tell me who the hell you are and what you're talking about? No idea. No idea. But anyway, with that, let's uh, head on over to that history segment. I appreciate Ryan putting all the time in and, uh, and, and drafting these up and sending them over for me. It makes it... Um... <laughs> It makes it easy, and I really appreciate um, I really appreciate uh, all the work he puts in. So here we go with the history segment for Wednesday, April twenty sixth. April twenty sixth is the one hundred and sixteenth day of the year. We got two hundred and forty nine days remaining until the end of the year. Under two fifty, folks, knock it out, knock it out. What is this? Twenty twenty three? Yeah, it's almost twenty twenty four. Wait, not even halfway yet. But soon enough, soon enough, time rolls all, time rolls on for us all. Uh, 
Uh, this day in this day in 1564, historical playwright William Shakespeare is baptized in Stratford, England. Uh, Pip says, while Shakespeare's birthday is actually unknown, it is presumed it was last week, sometime around the 21st, maybe. We don't know. Does it really matter? Does it really matter? Huh. Um, 1803, 1803, thousands of meteor fragments fall from the skies of some city in France. The event convinces European science that scientists that meteors exist. Oh, 1865, but the science, trust the science. 1865, Union cavalry troops corner and shoot dead John Wilkes Booth. You know, that guy that ruined uh, Lincoln's night at the theater. Uh, Yeah, they caught him in Virginia, cornered him and shot him. Booth's parents were noted British Shakespearean actors, Junius Brutus Booth and Mistress Mary Ann Holmes, who moved to the U.S. from England in June 1821. Pip was wondering, could there be a large, larger conspiracy that Shakespeareans have been attempting to control the world? Or was Booth the CIA agent? Oh, wait. Did the CIA exist in 1865, 1864? What year was Lincoln assassinated? Did they get him that quick, within the year? Or would it have been within, like, four months? I can't remember. I don't remember. Uh, in 1900, fires destroy Canadian cities of Ottawa and Hull, reducing them to ashes in 12 hours. 12,000 people are left without homes. And you say, wait, how did a fire burn down two full cities? Well, I'll tell you. Around 10 a.m. on April 26th, a, def- a defective chimney on a house in Hull caught fire. Hull being the city, in case you didn't understand that, which quickly spread between all the wooden roofs due to windy conditions. By 1 p.m., the fire jumped the river on embers and set Ottawa on fire, too. Hmm. Two full cities in Canada gone in 12 hours. One being the one being the capital. Interesting. Interesting. 1920, ice hockey makes its Olympic debut at the Antwerp Games and center Frank Fredrickson Fredrickson scoring seven goals in Canada's 12-1 drubbing of Sweden in the gold medal match. Pip isn't up on his vocabulary and wasn't sure what drubbing meant, so he wrote the definition down here for us after he looked it up. A drubbing, a drubbing is a beating, a thrashing, a resounding defeat. In case that you want that to be your word of the day, please use drumming as many times as possible throughout the day. Josh says it was always those Shakespearean fucks. They started the CIA and he is out of tinfoil. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? 1956, the SS Ideal X, the world's first successful container ship, leaves port. Newark, New Jersey. God, what a shithole that place is. For Houston, Texas. The ship was purchased by Pan Pan Atlantic Streamship Company, who then modified the World War II oil tanker, which carried 58 containers on the first voyage in her new configuration. Pip looked up and said that there was a small line in in a paragraph that mentions that the Ideal X was not the first purpose-built container ship. Oh, I see what they did there. The Ideal X was the world's first successful container ship. 
But the first purpose-built container ship was the Clifford J. Robert, Clifford J. Rogers ship that debuted in 1955. There's no wiki, no wiki page for the Rogers, but we can only imagine what happened if it was not successful. 1991, 55 tornadoes break out in the central United States before the outbreak ends. Andover, Kansas would record the year's only F5 tornado. Pip says he's seen the movie Twister and watched a few of the YouTube uh, videos from uh, the Bear Briefs and Bear Independent when he's cleaning up uh, from tornado damage. And he said, that's got to suck. Condolences to those who suffered from tornadoes. And I looked up when uh, this town we're in is actually the highest statistical risk of having a tornado in Tennessee. It's been hit by more, more tornadoes than any other town in the state. Great choice. Great choice. That's maybe why it's great rent. <laughs> Oh, happy birthday today on April 26th in year 121, Marcus Aurelius, Roman emperor. Marcus was Roman emperor from 9 or 161 to 180 AD and a Stoic philosopher. So he became emperor of Rome when he was 40 years old. I, I, I feel like that's a, a late, a late time in that era. He also lived to 59, so, hmm. Uh, Pip says, that dude has a pretty good book about stuff called Meditations, and he says, since I stumbled upon the Stoic stuff, uh, I had um, Eric Cow Coward, Cow Coward, Cowlerd, Cloward, excuse, wow, on from the, the Stoic coffee break, and you should definitely check into Stoicism. But uh, Pip says, since I stumbled upon Stoic stuff, this dude has been in my head. Speaking of Marcus Aurelius, and I think Eric Cloward, too, is in Pip's head. Uh, the mind adapts and converts to its own purposes, the obstacle to our acting. Impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Start reading some Marcus Aurelius. He'll uh, he'll trip your head for sure. 1933, Arno Allen Penzias, a um, German-American physicist and academic Nobel Prize laureate. Uh, Arno and Robert Wilson discovered the cosmic microwave background radiation, which helped establish the Big Bang Theory of cosmic Cosmology cosmology the pair won the 1978 nobel prize in physics for the discovery 1963 jet lee chinese singaporean martial arts act artist actor and producer pip needed me to sing everybody was kung fu fighting those kicks were fast as lightning and on this day, these people left us on Earth. 1973, Irene Ryan, American actress and philanthropist. October 17th, 1902 through April 26th, 1973 was her wonderful life. Um, she was known as Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. On March 10th, 1973, Irene Ryan suffered an apparent stroke during, the pro during a performance of Pippin. Huh. Interesting. Flew home to California on her doctor's orders and was hospitalized. She was diagnosed with an inoperable glioblastoma. I can't do medical terms, but that is another name for a malignant brain tumor. Ryan died in St. John's Hospital, Santa Monica, California, on April 26, 1973, at age 70. Man, she looked older than 70 in the Beverly Hillbillies, but rest in peace, young lady. 
And that's been the history segment for today. You have been pippinized. Be sure to check out ductioncups.com. If you have a Jeep, you have those rubber duckies and you don't want a safety hazard. Ductioncups.com. Check out the blog. It's in the blog notes every day. Just head on over to the website, hit podcast, and uh, find one of those blog posts. And check out ductioncups.com. <sighs> Renegade Butcher wants to know when I'm releasing the cover of... Uh, Everybody was kung fu fighting. You don't even understand, dude. I I sing on a regular basis around here, and Corey thinks I really should record an album, right, Corey? <laughs> she just groaned. Is that support when someone when you ask somebody a question and they just groan? Is that support for that decision? I think so. I'll come out with my album soon. Soon, don't worry. I'm working on my my sound. I'm not, I'm like Ross. I just haven't found my sound. Let me see. Um, Josh wants Kobo to come back. He seems to be, he seems to be feeling a bit drubbed this morning. Um, yeah. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Russell Crowe seems a lot younger than that. Jeez. Jeez. Ah, oh, Wednesday. Hump day. It's been a busy, busy week so far, guys. Um, been over to Tim's property twice here in Tennessee. Uh, I think we we came to the conclusion that we're going to call it the Workshop Gully. Uh, the Workshop Gully. He was very impressed by the word gully. Uh, we were uh, we were walking around the property. So we had Carrie here uh, from Tennessee. He's uh, been from Knoxville his whole life uh, in this area, back and forth across the state. Very knowledgeable in, uh, land plants, permaculture, all sorts of awesome stuff to talk to him about, especially on that property. So he knows some terms. Things are regional. We have regional terms. I'm from Minnesota. I grew up in New York. So I got two, uh, I got two different places. And then old Tim up North, up there in the, in the great white North, eh? Um, he says, sorry, I don't know what you call that there. Cause we don't have them hills and we don't have them ditches that run down the hills. What do you guys call them down here? And I said, well, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, uh in this area, we'd call it a gully, basically a ravine going through the property along the hill line. And, um, and Carrie says, yeah, I would agree down here. We'll call that a gully. And Tim really liked that word. He started giggling a little bit. He got all giddy. And he says, well, I think we need to use that word. How about we do the workshop gully? <laughs> I said, sounds perfect. Sounds per perfect. Uh, if you're in the know and you know anything about Tim's group, uh, we, we, we may or may not call ourselves delinquents over there. Um, and so if you know, you know, and it's the delinquent gully. But for the general public, it'll be uh, it'll be forever known as the Workshop Gully down here in Tennessee. Uh, we walked the property yesterday again. Um, Monday, Corey and I and Tim and Becky walked the whole thing, and um, they got an eye for what they were thinking. It's their property. Walk around, look, see what you think. I know he wants advice and I know he wants, doesn't want to do anything wrong, but he's got to feel comfortable with where he's at. And then yesterday, Carrie, Carrie Brown came over, uh, actually Monday night, he came over, spent the night here at our camper. Um, and then we got up in the morning, headed over to the property and man, we got out of the, we got out of the vehicles and he was pointing out plants. What a wealth of information. If you have a property, if you have a, um, any sort of property, even if it's 
even if it's a suburban lot and you want help, then you want to know what is in your yard, what is in your uh, in your back 40. You want to go around and learn a bunch of shit. Call Strong Roots Resources. Find Carrie's website, Strong Roots Resources, or hook up with uh, with Carrie. And holy shit. In the first 10 minutes, so Tim, we got there a little early. We want to make sure we got over there. I wanted to give Carrie a little extra time um, if he wanted to go walk by himself before Tim showed up. So we took off early. We were there for maybe, let me say like 20 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour before Tim got there with Becky. And Carrie in that 30 minutes blew my mind. Like we walked 10 feet into the property. I mean, really before we even got onto the property, like between the easement road cutout and the property stake, there were some plants and he was like diving in. It was awesome. It was awesome. What a great walk. What a wealth of knowledge and what an education I got yesterday just listening. And I don't do that much. My mouth runs constantly. When Carrie was talking, I shut up. I shut up. So, yeah, that was great. Um, some of the exciting things we found, we found some uh, some clearing spots that uh, Tim, Becky were uh, excited about. Carrie looked at and said that they should be pretty um, solid spots as far as water runoff, erosion. I uh, was, was very interested in them because they were already pretty cleared and flat. Not a lot of work to uh, to level up a cabin there. We found some uh, some interesting places to put um, like a driveway, a turnaround, and uh, some parking spots. Um, we found a spring, or what we feel is a spring, right there on the property, or a seep, which Carrie explained the difference is um, a spring head is where the, the water actually originally comes out. And then a seep would be where it exposes itself if it runs underground or disappears and then comes back up again. The difference, just where you get the water. But we found running water on the property. We found some standing water on the property, which uh, Carrie and I got back to the trailer and we were sitting around outside. I was like I said, I was catching up with my um, I was catching up with messages and missed messages and orders and things like that. And yeah, I've been getting orders. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But Carrie looks over at me and goes, you know, I didn't look too much at it, but uh, where we found that standing water over over by the over by the the, the spring, what would you uh, what would you say the size of that is? I don't know, like 20 by 20, 30 by 30. I don't know. Not really sure. It's 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 hard to judge distance when you're out in the middle of the woods. Um, and He's like, what would you, uh, what would you think would happen? Maybe uh, twenty by twenty, dig about three, three feet, four feet down. I said, I think you'd have a little bit of a pond there, and that would be pretty cool. <laughs> so that was fun. That was exciting. Um, I got a kind of a punch list that uh, I can feel comfortable going over and working on. Um, some things that just need to be done up front to uh, to gain some access. I'm gonna clear clear some paths. Um, clear some easy walking paths, just make stuff easier to move around and um, more enjoyable while you are there and not working. Um, it's not hard land to walk, but there are a lot of areas where there's brambles or you're having to go around deadfall, stuff like that. I can spend time over there clearing paths. We also are going to run string, um, like uh, line chalk string from post to post. 
and uh, box in the area. If anybody wanted to come and work, they will know exactly where they are allowed to be in and where the property lines are. Because it gets tough to tell when you get out in the middle of the woods and there's no there's no flags or anything. Um, we're going to kind of work together to come up with a plan to allow people to come and work and be productive, um, have a communication method of the things that need to be done, how to find the area it needs to be done. It's only 10 acres, but 10 acres is a lot of space to um, just wander around aimlessly to try to find something to do. So it'll be an interesting project. Definitely interesting project. I think it it can turn out phenomenal. I think the, the opportunity on that property for Tim and for the community um, for a place to gather, do workshops, do community building, do um, learning, education, all of it. Um, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I um, I'm happy, very, very, very happy to be lucky enough to have Tim include me on on helping develop this property I, it, it makes it makes a great um it makes a great uh great opportunity to do some work to see something and and make it happen and uh, be able to work with three or two other two other uh, phenomenal human beings and uh, very knowledgeable in their own right so excited about that punch list and getting things going here pretty quick uh we're gonna stick around tim's heading back to canada here after lftn um and i'm just gonna start working i'm just gonna start working and uh, get some stuff done for him uh, it looks like uh, we're gonna plan try to plan a big old work couple days before srf leading up to srf next fall Tim's going to be in town for like seven weeks on and off. He's got a bunch of uh, bunch of commitments, uh, speaking events and engagements and festivals that he's going to be going to. But in the interim, we'll be coming back around this area. And uh, yeah, we're going to try and knock out whatever we can in uh, in a short amount of time. And it sounds like we got a bunch of people that are ready to come uh, do some work. Carrie says we'll probably need about a dozen people willing to come down and work, shut their mouth and listen, take constructive criticism, learn some things and be ready to work and then uh, have a good time when you're done working. I think that sounds reasonable. I think it sounds reasonable uh, to be primitive camping if you want to stay on site. But um, Camden, Camden, Tennessee is a short uh, 42, 43 minute drive away from the property and a super easy drive. So there you go. There you go. If you're interested, I think uh, Tim was uh, taking inquiries and things like that. Uh, if you want to get a hold of Toolman Tim, if you don't know how to get a hold of Toolman Tim, get a hold of me, and uh, and I can give you the info and uh, see if we still are in need of uh, hands. So, I'm sure, lots of hands make light work. Uh, we were able to find uh, able to find some wild comfrey on the property, which is cool because I uh, I had a little bit of comfrey business going in Minnesota before we left. But one thing I did before we left was I set myself up with some suppliers to sell Comfrey and Comfrey's back on sale, guys. Comfrey is on sale. Comfrey orders are going out the door um, every day, every day. When I was selling it, I was working full time. I had the full time farm thing going on and I shipped once a week. I had Sunday mornings available to dig every week. And so I would accumulate my orders for the week and uh, dig once a week, ship Monday mornings. That's how what I had to do. My supplier right now um, is available to cut and ship almost every day. I'm not guaranteeing every day. The listing says the same. The listing says they'll go out once a week on Mondays. But when you put an order in, uh, my guy has been shipping them out same day or 
next day, next day, really, depending on what time the order comes in. But super excited. Uh, I've been seeing the product he's been sending out. It's been looking great. If you're interested in getting some comfrey root, it's my stock. I send it all. It's it's a quality, quality bucking number four um, root stock that I I really put a lot of time in over the years uh, in Minnesota. And that's why I didn't want to just walk away from it. I uh, figured out how to get someone else established. And um, yeah, we're going with it. We're going with it. So if you need comfrey root, reach out. Let me know. Uh, we do. It's it's for sale on Etsy. That was the, my main uh, outlet for it online. Um, I think it's forty dollars for ten root cuttings. You get more than ten, and they're they're looking good for sure. Lots of uh, new growth, hair roots, and things that uh, will make them take off very fast. Uh, Right now they're on sale uh, for the next, uh, I think, 27 days. It was set up for a month that started this week. Uh, 20% off over on Etsy. And that price is including shipping. So free shipping, $40, 20% off over on Etsy right now. It's on sale. And uh, I also offer um, lightning payments. And we'll give you 25% off for lightning payments. We'll do it even 30 if you're paying Bitcoin. So there we go. There you go. If you need some comfrey root. Let me know. Let me know. We'll get it on its way. That's uh, shipped to the lower 48. Sorry, Philippine Nomad. I'm not going to be able to get it over to you in your container ship. <laughs> All right, Robin, you have a good day. Have a good day, Robin. Um, thanks for stopping in. And what else do I have here? Corey's on vacation still. Corey's on vacation still. And uh, we're, I think we're having a couple date date days the rest of the week. Um I got to get caught up a little bit on some work. Uh, and uh, then I think we're going to go out and uh, what are we going to do? Laundry date, I think. I think we were talking about doing a, a date at the laundry mat. Corey was like, I don't think I've ever been on the laundry mat since we left. He's like, you always go and do it when I work. I'm going to sneeze, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not going to come. Oh, man. Don't you hate it? When you're about ready to take that big inhale and then it just kind of disappears. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think we're going to go do a laundry date. Um, we were talking maybe bowling or a movie or something that we haven't done in probably, I would guess, 10 years. Um, is the last time we went on like a date date like that. Five years, maybe 10 years quite a long time quite a long time we always do other things when you have 35 acres you just kind of go for a walk out back or uh, go for a walk in the woods or work on the farm or do that this is new to us having um quote unquote free time so yeah let's go have a date on Corey's on Corey's um <laughs> uh on Corey's vacation Phil the uh Mike's Philippine Nomad says Laundro date sounds fun I think it sounds fun. I think it sounds fun. Um, and Josh says, Corey's excited about the washateria. Uh, except we're not in Texas anymore. We're not in Texas anymore. It's just called the laundry mat. <laughs> Actually, I think this one is called Suds Your Duds. Suds Your Duds. Um... <laughs> We're at 45 minutes, 43, I guess. I'm going to hit this item of the day today and get wrapped up and try to get caught up on some work so we can uh, have another have another wonderful day together on her day off. 
Uh, item of the day today is the Max Sports WPP-100 utility wagon. This thing's great. It's outdoor. It's heavy duty. It holds 300 or 350 pounds, I think, something like that. Um, and it collapses up. It's something that we picked up on the road. And the main reason we picked it up is if something happens to one of the dogs, I cannot carry a 200-pound dog very far. Yes, I can pick it up. Yes, I can handle it around. But dead weight, 200 pounds. I'm not carrying it out of the woods if one of them busts an ankle or busts a leg and can't walk, gets sick, whatever. I'm not carrying it out of the woods or home from a walk. I'm going to walk back to the truck, grab the trailer, open or the um, utility cart, unfold it, take it, put them in it, and wheel them home. If you want to see a video of us using this cart, uh, we used it to haul water up and down when we were stuck at the bottom of the hill when we were staying in Texas this year. Uh, we've used it for a bunch of other things, but we got some video. There's a link in the in the video description or the audio notes to uh, YouTube. You can check out the utility cart. I highly recommend it. We beat the crap out of it in Texas, and it is still going. It is what it is. It's a utility car. It is very functional and it folds up. I wish it felt, I wish the wheels folded into it when it collapsed, but it doesn't. So you deal with it for what it is. It is worth the hassle um, and it's quality. Uh, Mike Philippine Nomad says, please note that this is not <laughs> made to transport children. Well, depending on where you're transporting them, it might be. Uh, Josh says it'll hold a car full of firewood and beer. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. It will hold a car full of firewood and beer. It will hold uh, two. Um, it'll hold two jerry cans full of water, which uh, was about a hundred pounds, and easily go up and down the hill. So, I highly recommend this thing. If you need a little utility cart, you need one to throw in the back of your minivan, in the back of your truck. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It could come in handy. And Kyle says, you should see what I transported my children in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, that's the item of the day. If you uh, if you need a utility cart, click on that Amazon link over and buy it. If you don't you need a utility cart, but you're going to be shopping on Amazon today, be sure to hit that link. That also gets us in the tracking. It'll take you to the cart page. Search what you need. It helps us out. We get uh, we get a little credit for anything you buy when you start with our link. So we definitely appreciate that. Other than that, guys, it's Wednesday. I got to get some shit done and then spend the rest of the day with my beautiful bride. Uh, Carrie spent the night again here. He's taken off here this morning. So we'll uh, we'll say goodbye to Carrie. And um, then we'll see him again on Saturday along with Tim over at LFTN. And uh, I appreciate listening this morning, guys. As always, you can find me at thelostproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players. And over on Noster, be sure to find my pub key down in the video notes, in the audio notes. Head on over to Noster, sign up, check me out, give me a follow, comment, I'll zap you back. Hey guys, Wednesday, it's hump day. After today, it's all downhill to the weekend. I hope you had an awesome morning and uh, knock it out of the park today when we will talk to you tomorrow.